every game is a big game for us. We're fairly new. We got championship aspirations, and so every every game is a learning process for us. Um, no matter who we're playing, you know. So uh, obviously, we get our rest. And Thursday, you know, Brooklyn is going to be a tough challenge, but that's no no difficult, uh, no different than you know tonight's Chicago Bulls team. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Tuesday as we get set for college hoops, for the NBA, for the NFL draft. Let's talk some futures here. Ian McDonald at CRG Futures joining us on the Roman guest line. Uh, Ian, welcome back to the show. Happy to have you. Let's start with college hoops because that's kind of top of mind for everybody. And uh, you know, we've been throwing out a ton of futures here. I think, you know, all of us on the show have like four or five teams that we've got a future on to either make the final four or win the title. And uh, looking at some of yours, we, we kind of line up on some of them. Let's let's talk through a couple. Tennessee, Memphis. Give, give us your thoughts on both of those teams uh, and, and why you like them in, in some futures bets. Yeah. And as I told you guys before, a lot of times when I do futures bets in college, I like to do the final four instead of win the title. Because I think once you get to the final four, teams are pretty evenly matched and anything can happen. So I prefer to try to get uh, teams to a final four. The prices aren't as good, obviously. Um, But I think it's easier to win the four games if you're a good team. Tennessee, number three uh, in the country in defensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. He's got them rated as number 12. Uh, If you can stomach having Rick Barnes as your head coach trying to win uh, a title or get to the final four, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's a good pick. But they played really well down the stretch. In, uh, in SEC this year, that was really good, uh, especially at the top. Um, so I like them to be able to, to potentially reach the Final Four. Uh, Memphis, 28th in Kempom. Uh, you can find them right now 30-1 to 1, uh, was the best price I found to make the Final Four at FanDuel, uh, which I, it is a great price, 10-1 and 1 in the last 11 games. Uh, and that 11-game uh, stretch, they're outscoring teams by almost 11 points per game, too, and they're doing all of this without Amoni Bates. Uh, a kid I coached in high school is now on the staff at Tulsa told me that he is probably going to be out the rest of the year. They don't expect him back. Um, so that's, it's kind of ironic that they got hot, uh, without him in the lineup when he was the most heralded recruit last year, uh, and picked Memphis to go to. So, uh, they're playing really well and they thrashed, uh, Houston there to end their regular season. So, uh, keep an eye on them in the uh, AAC tournament. I've picked them to win. Um, uh, so I'm hopefully they'll win that tournament and they can carry that on. Like I said, 30 to one at FanDuel to get to the final four. Ian, I'm sensing a theme here as we, as we go over your uh, college basketball futures and what, while the metrics may like them, like, like you just went over with some of them, I'm not seeing these teams on your list get, get some of the national hype, like the metrics, like them, like the Ken Palm net rating and all that stuff, like Iowa, St. Mary's, Arkansas, San Diego State, but nationally, no one's talking about in, about them, and I'm assuming that's helping their futures numbers. Yeah, uh, big time. Uh, if you guys remember last year, Arkansas made a nice run. Uh, uh, Musselman had that team playing really well uh, starting in January. They lost a couple games in the conference, and then they ran off like 13 in a row or something, carried that over in the tournament, made the Elite Eights. I had found them during the year, believe it or not, at 200 or 250 to 1 to win the, t- uh, to win the national title. Um, so I see a lot of similarities with what he's done with this team this year, a little different personnel, but, uh, uh, they're doing the same thing. They lost a couple of games early, probably to teams they shouldn't have lost to. And then they won 13 out of 14, uh, had some good wins in that time there in the conference. Um, so I like them to be able to, again, potentially make a sweet 16 or an elite eight run. You can have them right now, uh, 13 to one to make the final four, uh, also on FanDuel. I found that FanDuel has got a lot of real good prices for, uh, 
making the Final Four. Uh, so I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Arkansas. Musselman has a track record of taking different personnel every year and potentially starting slow, but then having them play. Remember his teams in Nevada a few years ago with the Martin Twins and uh, some of the kids that they had. Uh, he made some runs in the tournament also. So he does a real good job with those guys, uh, getting teams to play their best basketball at the end of the year. We've talked Couple about – I'll give you one other team too, yep. real quick. You guys are talking about San Francisco and mm -hmm. San Diego State were a couple teams you met, Iowa – some of these teams, when I look for them, I want to find a team that does one thing pretty well. Because with, with a lot of these teams this year, there is no real powerhouse. You can poke holes in a lot of teams' resumes. However, some teams, like I found San Diego State, is number two in defensive efficiency. Uh, number Iowa's fourth in offense. Uh, Tennessee's three in defense. Do you have something that you can hang your hat on? Uh, you know, when uh, – when the tournament starts, um, UConn is another team I like. They're top 35 in both of them. Uh, that's a team that could potentially make a run. So if you've got something that you can hang your hat on, that's that's something that I look for um, when I'm picking some of these teams out. What are some teams you're looking to fade um, that you just want to stay away from this time of year? I wouldn't bet my mother's money on Purdue, okay? I would lose <laughs> to Purdue before I bet on them, okay? Matt Painter's got to show me that he, that he can do it. Um, and one of the teams that I actually liked was North Texas. Um, they beat Purdue last year, if you guys remember, in the first round of the tournament. He also lost to Little Rock a few years ago when Chris Beard was working his way up, and he was at Little Rock. They beat them about six, five, six, seven years ago in the tournament. So Purdue is a team that I'm fading. They were always offensively uh, challenged in the past, but really good defensively. This year it's flipped. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to get stops. You know, in a tournament, it'll be interesting to see who they get uh, uh, matched up with uh, the first two games of the tournament. So that's the one team that I'm fading. Wisconsin, I'm going to fade if uh, the uh, injury to Johnny Davis, um, you know, how long is he going to be out? Uh, because he's, I don't know if that's a tournament team who would take him off the roster. Uh, so that's another team I'm looking to fade. Coincidentally, they're in the Big Ten, although I think the top, Michigan State's a team I'm looking to fade. Uh, you know, everybody talks about Izzo in March, and that's kind of a myth the last 15 uh, years. It's going to be a, re you know, it's gonna re a repeat, Big Ten fade, huh, Ian? Oh, yes. I, I just... <laughs> There's just some teams there that I thought were pretty phony. Um, so I, I, that's, those are, that's another team I'm looking to fade. I would have thought Providence, but, you know, you make enough big shots and you win enough close games like they have done. There's got to be something to that. You know, um, their record in close games has been phenomenal. And uh, so I was looking to fade them a while back because the metrics didn't like them. Uh, but I don't know if I want to do that now based on some of the results, you know, the last few weeks. They've got something going up there. So that was another team I was looking to potentially fade. And USC out of the Pac-12 is one that I'm looking to fade. Uh, they have got some head-scratching losses this year. They've gotten blown out in some games. I know that they're good defensively, but uh, I just – I'm not a fan of the Pac-12 this year, and USC is the team that I'm looking to fade out of, the, out of that group. Ian, you know, for our audience who, who wants to jump in on some futures here, do you think there's a sweet spot? Because you know, there's a school of thought like, all right, let's see what the, the bracket looks like. Let's see where mm -hmm. these teams are matched up. But you might lose some value there if you wait, depending on how the conference tournaments go this week. Would you advise waiting on a team you like? Or if, if you like a number now, just get it. Don't worry about what happens in these conference tournaments and how it affects the bracket. I would say get it now because uh, you know, there's a lot. teams. The, the numbers on teams are going to move. Uh, against you, you're going to lose value more, I think, than you're going to gain value by waiting for the matchups to come out. The place where I think you can get some value is in some of these uh, conferences, like the Conference USA, Ohio Valley, where Murray State was. If you can get the futures on them in the NCAA tournament before they've clinched, 
their conference tournament in these one-bid leagues. North Texas is a perfect example of that. Um, take a look at, the, at getting something for them. You can get them right now on either DraftKings or PointsBet, 80-1 to 1 to make the Final Four. Now, are they going to make it? I don't know, but they've got some good wins this year. Uh, they beat UAB they, uh, this year, who's uh, 21, 24, 25 games in their conference. They could potentially see them in a rematch. Lost to Kansas by 12 this year. Lost to the University of Miami by six and uh, beat Drake by three uh, earlier this year. So they've been competitive with teams, uh, some of the elite teams in the country. That's a team that it's a one-bid league, Conference USA is. But like I said earlier, they beat Purdue last year. If you think that maybe they can win a couple games, take them at an 80-1. to one. You know, put down 10 bucks, Put down a little pizza money on them. Pays 800 if they happen to go on at some kind of run. You know, you, you just never know. Uh, so that's one team that I would look at maybe doing that too. But if you can find a, the smaller conference teams, uh, try to get them now. What, what about these conference tournaments tipping off of the next couple of days? Uh, any uh, picks you'd like to share for the BetQL Daily audience? Yeah, I got a, I've got a couple of them. Um, just recently started a website that I put uh, uh, all of our tournament picks up there. It's crgfutures.net, and uh, it's just it's up and running right now, and I wanted to get it up for the tournament, so at least we had it. There's going to be content going on there, so uh, anybody can go there and browse uh, you know, the page. They can see some of our write-ups. Um, in the Atlantic 10, I heard you guys talking about it a little bit ago. I like VCU. Uh, I got them at plus 450 at DraftKings. And uh, I've got a dark horse in there. Um, I like St. Louis. Uh, SLU, if you look at their schedule, the last 10 or 12 games, they had to play uh, the top half of the Atlantic 10 in just about every game. Uh, they had to play St. Bonaventure back-to-back on a Friday, Monday, which is tough. Um, they had to go on the road for some of their big games at Davidson. Um, so they, they played the – toughest part of their schedule the last 10 games um so i'm looking for them to potentially make a run uh and their non-conference schedule was tough too they played auburn tough a uh, lot of good teams on there um so i think slew's a battle-tested team look at them at plus 750 on FanDuel. also if you like vcu go to DraftKings because there's a prop on there if you take vcu to win the conference tournament also look at taking them to make the ncaa tournament DraftKings put this prop out last year, and they've got VCU up there right now at plus 240 to make the tournament. So they don't mm. think that they're going to make them as an at-large. But if you think they can win the conference, go ahead and throw a few bucks on that play too because then they get the A-10's automatic bid. We were talking about the Stephen F. Austin. Remember, they were in the Southland. Brad Underwood, uh, right. coach there, now the coach of the uh, Fighting Illini, uh, uh -huh. took them to three tournaments in a row, had to, uh, dominated that conference for a couple of years. That was the team I liked uh, to come out of the whack. Like you guys said, a long winning streak also playing their best basketball, plus 550 right now at FanDuel. You can get yep. them to uh, win the whack. All right, great. So we got we got Ian back here talking some futures. Ian, uh, combine this week, and you have some futures on the NFL draft. I mean, it, these mock drafts are coming out. You see these names are being shuffled around here. Yep. Uh, what would you take away from the combine and, and futures market in terms of the NFL draft? What stands out for you? I look at the combine a little bit differently. You know, I prefer the tape. I prefer the, to, to follow the people that uh, put a lot more stock in the college season, you know, um, than the underwear Olympics. Uh, but it's a good chance to uh, find some value, I think, on some draft picks. Um, this is kind of a tough part of the, of the year right now because as the combines ended uh, and they're moving along in the process, there just aren't that many props up. Um, so when I looked around and having – seven apps here in Illinois. I was only able to find a couple, but I thought I found two that had a little bit of value. Uh, Ekwanu for uh, the number one overall pick, um, that's out there. 
I found one I think that's a little bit better. You can pick him on DraftKings for uh, uh, minus 125 to go under pick three and a half. Okay, the under over in the picks. Uh, that means if he goes one, two, or three in the draft, you win the you win your prop. Uh, four and over, you don't. If you just pick him to go number one, then you're pigeonholed into having just that one spot. Uh, so I think if you go on DraftKings, if you think he's going to be a top three pick, which he was one of the fast risers there, just a physical freak, um, that might be a good play uh, if you want to get something on him. Malik Willis out of Liberty, the first quarterback taken, was plus money last week. Uh, now the best price I could find is minus 150 on DraftKings, but I'm laying the juice there. Uh, he's definitely going to be the number one pick. Uh, I think it's an average group uh, after that. Uh, he's got all the physical tools. Uh, can throw the ball uh, a mile. Going to have to work on some accuracy. Um, but I think at minus 150, somebody is going to move up to take him, and he will be the first quarterback picked. And here's one with a little bit of value also on DraftKings. This has actually moved 50 cents today. It was plus 800 earlier. Now it's plus 750. Isaiah Spiller, first running back off the board. Uh, I know a couple of guys that have him listed as the number one running back in the draft. Uh, so he's third on their board right now. Might be worth some value of plus 750. Tell us anything else you have on the NFL draft. Yeah, the uh, the Isaiah Spiller uh, prop is one that I like. Like I said, he's the he's the number one rated running back on some boards. Um, nice career down at Texas A&M, played in the SEC. Uh, he was uh, versatile, catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, on the field a lot, too. You know, did uh, hardly miss any time for injuries. Plus 750, he's their third running back at DraftKings. But uh, like I said, he's on number one running back on uh, on several draft boards that I saw. So I thought that that, uh, that bet offered some value, too. It's There's minimal markets right now, you know, for first lineman taken, first this, first that. I only yeah. found some of the skill positions, and that was only on DraftKings. So hopefully, you know, as, obviously as we go along and we get closer, you'll see some more of those markets. But uh, we're a little limited right now. Yeah, no doubt. I can't wait till they open all of those up. I'm sure we'll have more offerings than we even had last year. We'll get to some NFL futures in a moment, but uh, I, I see Justin Fields' name on your notes. So I've got to ask, what about Justin Fields? I, I saw Justin Fields, uh, and I wasn't looking for him, but I, I found him at a couple different books, uh, BetMGM, which is now here in Illinois, which is great. It's another offering. Mm -hmm. And PointsBet, they had him at 150 to 1 uh, to win the NL, uh, NFL MVP. Um, and I, so I did some checking on the other apps. DraftKings has him at 50 to 1, and FanDuel has him at 80. So I, the 150 to one really stood out to me. Um, I don't know if he's going to win the MVP because that would require, I think, the Bears to have 11 and six type season, maybe. I mean, they would really have to exceed expectations, uh, maybe get a wild card berth if Aaron Rodgers stays. I don't, they don't beat the Packers for the division, I don't think. But uh, if he leaves and that division maybe is wide open, uh, I'm trying to look for a path maybe where he could, he could be in the mix. Uh, one of the things that we do when we talk to people about futures bets is a way to make money is the bet doesn't necessarily have to win. But if you make your bet on a on an app or a sports book where they offer you a cash out option, that's another way in which you can make some money uh, on your futures bet, which a lot of people may not know about. So if Justin Fields plays really well and gets down to 20 to 1, 15 to 1, something like that, your bet could be worth you know 10 times what you paid for it because that's how far the odds have dropped. Um, so it may be worth, you know, some beer money, uh, throw it on there. And if the bears, you know, come out, uh, they exceed expectations and, uh, maybe win 10 or 11 games. Maybe he's in the mix. Maybe he has that second year breakout. 
Uh, I don't know if he's got enough around him to do that, but I thought that that number was pretty interesting. And the variance, I thought, in the number was interesting, too, to find him 50 in one book and then 150 in two others. I love it. That's a great point on the futures. Um, you mentioned you have a little something in the NHL. Tell us what you got there. I do. This is something that I'm getting ready to uh, – I was going to put this out here in a little bit and uh, have a write-up for it, which was going to go on the website. Early in the season, uh, Vancouver was 8-15-2. They started off very poorly, and they fired their coach, Travis Green. And I was interested to see who they brought in because a, a good friend of mine is actually a Canucks fan. Uh, those are few and far between in northwestern Illinois. And yeah. he liked the talent on the roster. He'd been talking about it for two years. And when they hired Bruce Boudreau, uh, Bruce was a very successful coach, won eight or nine division titles in his previous stops, players coach. I thought that's the perfect hire for Vancouver. So I fired on them to make the playoffs at plus 1220. So they are in the mix now to make the playoffs. Bruce Boudreaux is 50 to one this morning to win the Jack Adams award as coach of the year. In the 32 games that he has coached Vancouver, he has been behind their bench. They have 44 of the 64 possible points that you can get. Okay. That is number two behind your two time Stanley cup winning Tampa Bay lightning in the NHL over the last 32 games. So 44 out of 64 points. If they get one of the last seeds in the playoffs and say they pass the Oilers, they passed the Golden Knights. You're going to tell me that Bruce Boudreaux is not going to be in the mix for the Jack Adams Award? His odds were 35 to 1 last night, 50 to 1 today on DraftKings. So why they dropped $15, I do not know. But they keep winning. So I'm going to put a little bit of money on it. And that's something I'm right now. I recommend it. A uh, little pizza money on that. 50 to 1 for a guy who could go from 8, 15, and 2 to a playoff berth. Uh, in a Pacific division that's turned out it's going to be a little bit better than what people thought it was going to be. Yeah, so that's I'm a an big fan one. of that. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned pizza money, beer money. I wish I put a little bit of that on the Celtics about two months ago. Uh, you had them, mm. and, you know, t tell us uh, about them and, and what you think. I mean, it's hard to ignore this, Ian. I mean, they, they have played now for two months as good as anybody. Their defense is incredible. We saw them on Sunday against the Nets, and Tatum outdid uh, Kevin Durant. And look at the East standings, and – you can make a case they're, they're about to get to the top four, maybe top three before we uh, we get to the playoffs here. Yeah, Jason Tatum has these games occasionally where he looks like the best player in the league. I mean, he just comes out of nowhere and, and will hang 45 or 50. He's done it numerous times this year. I got on them uh, when they – early February, and they had about a five-week streak of playing really good basketball. And it was something that I wrote up uh, and we put on Twitter. Defensively, they were unbelievable. Uh, for about the first five or six uh, weeks of the new calendar year. Uh, outscoring teams by about 13 points a game. Uh, number two in the league was seven and a half points. The Denver Nuggets, I think, were outscoring teams by seven and a half. So you see the gap and how well that they were playing. Uh, 21 and six since a loss to the Knicks on January 6th. Uh, like I said, their scoring margin was, was off the charts. They were top five or six in just about every major defensive category. Transition points, offensive, living offensive rebounds. Points off turnovers, um, doing an unbelievable job. And I, I even wrote, I said, I think some of these things are unsustainable. Well, they've continued to sustain them. They're, they were 13 and four when I wrote that piece, and they're eight and two since then. So they have played uh, great basketball. They're in a muddled East. I think they're fourth or fifth. I got them at 27 to one to win the Eastern Conference in early February. To win a title now is down to 18 to one and uh, plus 950 to win the Eastern Conference. 
so fortunately my ticket uh has that was great value that was one of the last uh good prices i saw on them that was on uh on FanDuel where i got that so the celtics have continued to play well i still think there's some value that's only like the fifth or sixth price in the east plus 950. um so if you're looking for somebody that you think might be able to win the east and you don't want the nets you don't want the 76ers uh you don't think the bucks will do it you're looking somebody down the board a little bit take a look at the celtics because uh, I think that's still uh, a good price for them, the way they're playing. Uh, something we haven't even talked about NBA-wise, and we, we went back and forth on Friday, and the prices changed so much, so it wasn't even worth bringing up. But uh, tell our audience what you did with Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, I had got Tyrese Maxey um, to win the NBA's Most Improved Player Award, which is, I don't even know if there's a set criteria for it, but early in the season, uh, he was getting a lot of playing time and had some uh, solid games early in the year. And I got him at 50 to 1. And because uh, this, this is an award where two or three games into the year, uh, the prices are, are slashed on some of these guys because that's one award that people will flock to as soon as they see somebody potentially emerge. You know, they want to get out ahead of it. So I got him at 50 to 1. And he had done nothing this year to warrant his odds going from 50 to 150. And that's where he was when the James Harden trade was made. And a lot of people thought that Tobias Harris was going to be the third uh, member of that, you know, big three that you have to have. Instead, it's been Tyrese Maxey. He had uh, 21 or more points his first four games, including a 33-point uh, output in uh, a game last week. And that's when I thought, I'm going to look and see what his prices were. That's when I found the 150 to 1 and put that out on Twitter as a recommendation because – they're going to be in the mix playing big games the rest of the season. And if Maxi continues to play well and score a 20-point-per-game clip, he's the ideal guy for a most improved player. You know, his game has improved. It's not just that he's taking more shots, so of course he's going to score more points. Uh, he's, his stats are up across the board uh, from what he did last year as a rookie. So I thought he was an ideal candidate. And at 150, he's even a better candidate. So we put that out there on Twitter. Uh, I know that a few people were able to get – not 150, but maybe 125 or 100, because that price was slashed about 15 minutes later. Um, so we, have, we were able to get a little bit of a piece of him and then uh, to go along with the 50 to one ticket that we got earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, keeping our fingers crossed now that we got a couple long shots to go with some of the other guys we got uh, in the portfolio. So we'll see how he does. It's been a great start, though, with him playing with Harden. Ian, on the way out, there's uh, news about a Rodgers contract extension with Green Bay. Does that does that change your stance on the Justin Fields uh, sure long shot you, you threw out? And yes, uh, a, a, any teams that you would uh, jump in on early with NFL? Um, I'm looking. One team I'm going to look at uh, is the Jets. Um, and you guys, you know, keep the laughter down. But I'm looking <laughs> at the Jets for this reason. Um, they had a quarterback, Zach Wilson. And they had some nice skill guys uh, last year. Um, they had the uh, Elijah Moore, the wide receiver from Mississippi, the tailback Michael Carter from North Carolina. Uh, so I think they've got some some guys that can be some playmakers. If they will address their line uh, this year, both sides of the ball, um, they've got a chance. I think I found them at 33 to 1 on points bet. Okay. So the, the improvement that I hope that Zach Wilson makes in the offseason, coupled with some of the guys that they brought in last year. That's a team that I'm looking at 33 to one that, you know, again, I'm going to throw a little bit of money on them. Let's see if he makes a Josh Allen type leap uh, like he did a couple of years ago when he went from a, a potential bust to, you know, one of the two or three best quarterbacks now in the league and an MVP candidate. So if he, 
he doesn't have to make that kind of leap, but if he shows some big-time improvement, you're going to get a last-place schedule. Uh, let's see what they do in the draft in the offseason. Um, yeah, like I said, I thought it was worth a few bucks and see what happens. It's an interesting one. And to go back to the field thing just quickly, and like one of these guys is going to pop, right? Only one of these top first-round pick quarterbacks last year was any good. That was Mac Jones. It was a highly touted quarterback class. Ian, I think you're on the right track. One, one of these guys try to find the needle in the haystack. Who pops next year? Ian McDonald at CRG Futures. Ian, we appreciate you hopping on and staying for an extra segment, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. There we go. Thank Ian you. McDonald, great stuff uh, on all the futures. And, uh, Joe, you brought it up. Let's react to it. Aaron Rodgers is staying with the Green Bay Packers. News broken by Pat McAfee just a couple minutes ago. <laughs> Four years, $200 million, and a 153 is guaranteed, according to Ian Rappaport. That is a significant contract look he had him over a bower right i don't know what i'm gonna do i might do this i might do that i might want to go to denver um he i i thought the whole time joe he was gonna stay in green bay and now he gets he gets security that he, he all the money he wants and i imagine they're gonna trade jordan love now like they gotta trade him. everything they did if you, if you just follow the actions told you that aaron Rodgers was going to return and just common sense when it seemed like they were getting along behind the scenes, um, that there wasn't as much animosity that we saw in the past. And it was going to be fine. And he brought back his old coach uh, as an offensive assistant who he liked. It, everything pointed to Rodgers. And why would you leave the NFC North? And he's dominated, dominated it for his entire career. Why would you leave that? And right now, is there a second-best team? I don't know. By default, you'd point to the Vikings, but they're, they're undergoing changes there with a head coach and, and all the assistants and everything going on there. Yeah, they have some nice weapons on offense, but they still have Kirk Cousins. How much do you believe in them? So, yeah, there, there are no competitors. They haven't gotten it done in the playoffs. We all know that, but he, he's had a walk to the NFC North for so damn long. So it it's shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. And if you leave, look at the majority of options, the teams that are on the hunt to fix the quarterback position, they reside in the AFC. You want to go against the Bills? You want to go against Mahomes on the road in the playoffs? I don't think there are a lot of people that want to sign up for that, and especially with Brady retiring from Tampa Bay. You just stay put. Um, you're going to be in a good spot to finally get back to the Super Bowl. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a lot. Why would he want to go to the AFC? He's got it made there in the NFC. Um, another MVP campaign. It makes all the sense in the world for him to stay. It seems like the front office listens to him now. He's getting what he wants. That was, you know, the key for him too to have more say in things like this, personnel-wise. So I love it. He's staying. It makes the most sense. I think that the next domino to watch now is the desperation of the Broncos. The Broncos wanted him. That was the team everyone mentioned if he did exit Green Bay. Do they try for Russell Wilson? Do they take the leap? And and if Deshaun Watson is allowed to play, that could be. I, that team needs a quarterback. And like they've done the Bridgewater thing already. And now they can't get Rodgers. That, that's the next thing I'm watching for. Where do the Broncos go next? Because I think Rodgers was obviously plan A for them at quarterback. Today, are the Packers the best team in the NFC? Yeah. Well, the Rams. Was that the worst decision of last year's draft? Passing on a quarterback for the Broncos? I'm, I'm, Broncos, I want to say Panthers, yes. I don't know what they were doing. 
I want to say yes, but at that point it was who? It was Mac Jones and it was Justin Fields. Exactly. Justin didn't play well as a rookie. On Justin Fields, basically. Yeah. Well, you can yeah. swing and miss on these rookie quarterbacks, too. I mean, it's not the worst decision in the world, right? But, but they got to get something. Jordan Justin Love's available Fields. now. Nathaniel Probably. Hackett's there. But can he Justin play? Fields would, e- would easily be the first quarterback taken in this draft. Easily. I agree with that. Yeah, I, mean, I think any one of the top five last year of quarterbacks would go number one in this year's draft. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks, we're BetQL Daily. Lightning bets next right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.